The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill. He's Ewan Cameron. How are you doing? You I'm not okay? too bad. I'm all refreshed after the weekend. I had a lovely weekend. Can I tell you about it? Of course, go for it, yeah. So on Saturday, I got up. I was, um, I was looking forward to my day because I was going to be meeting some friends... Uh, for some lunch before the big Saturday football show that I work mm-hmm. with with you, Stephen Mill. Yep. And there was a couple of friends from the BBC. and Ooh, I met, and very I, fancy. Yeah, and I met them in a restaurant called The Real Greek. Yes, yeah, so they'll be paying for it and expensing it because that's what happens at the BBC. Well, weirdly, um, we had to um, split the bill three ways. I thought, because they had offered to take me out for uh, lunch, that they would have paid for it. Oh, right. They may have decided not to pay for it because I told them that I would never work for the BBC and that mm-hmm. I have no interest in working for the BBC and that I'm very happy working with Stephen Mill on the big Saturday football show and on the big Scottish football podcast. But the lunch was very nice. I am kind of hinting that the BBC were trying to poach me they weren't really. No, they weren't. They no, weren't. no, they no. were just they're just pals that I've known for a number of years. Um, it was nice to see them. And then after my lunch, have you heard Greek food before? Yes, I have had Greek food before. Yeah. Can you name anything that's Greek that you've had? Uh, yes, I can. Go on then. Uh, gyros. I didn't have that, and I've got no idea what it is. It's like a sort of kebab type thing. Okay. Well, I had a kebab, but I don't know if it was called a gyros or not. But I had um, mm. lamb on a skewer, and yep. had some peppers and onions on it. Souvlaki. That's another Greek thing. That is, that's exactly what that is. Brilliant. Lamb souvlaki, yeah. Yep. I also had a thing that was a, a yogurt that had some cucumber in it, some coriander in it. It was a tzatziki yaki Tzatziki. Tzatziki, tzatziki. that's it. I also yep. saw, is it hummus or hummus? I'd say hummus. Well, I wouldn't say that. I would okay. say it was hummus. Okay, right, fair enough. That's um, fine. Okay. What, Did you have any moussaka? Moussaka. I didn't have any moussaka, no. Moussaka is sort of like a Greek lasagna. Didn't have that. Uh, I had did you have a... any taramasalata? Yes, I did. Yeah, well done. Mm-hmm. I also had a Greek beer. It was called, uh, not a bear, I said a beer. <laughs> um, it was a Milo. A Milo, a Milo. Uh, is it a Mythos, by any chance? Yeah, that, Mythos. Mythos, yeah. <laughs> Milo was in the, the, what was that TV show for kids? Oh, I can't, was it not the Tweenies or something? That like was that? it, the Tweenies. Yeah. I mean, tweenies, you're yeah. young enough to remember the Tweenies. I'm pretty sure you sang along with the song. Hey, not- hey, what do you say? Got a bit of hell with the tweenies. Nah, see, tweenies was after me. I was more sort of, like, if we're going down that route, I was probably Teletubbies. But even that was probably a wee bit too babyish for me. Right, name, name all four Teletubbies. Uh, uh, Tinky Winky. Uh-huh. Dipsy. Yes. Lala and Poe. Yeah! <laughs> That was easy. That was easy. No problem at all. <laughs> Stephen Mill straight back to his childhood. Well here's done. A, here's a, if you've ever listened to me and Gary Spence uh, of a weekday from four o'clock, uh, he rolls out this fact very often. Uh, the man behind the Teletubbies song that got to number one in the charts was... Simon Cowell. Is the correct answer. I yes. know that. He's he's very famous for all those novelty singles. He also did Zig and Zag. Do you remember Zig and Zag? They used to do Good yep. Morning Television. Yeah, he used to be on The Big Breakfast. He also did the wrestling song back yep. in 1992 as well. I think you'll find he also did the Rolling Rat song as well. Okay, well, there you go. He's done all right for himself, Simon Cowell, after that, to be fair. He's moved on to bigger and better things. And we will move on as well, because we need to look back at the weekend's action in the top flight. And Hearts have lost four of the last five, Ewan. I see you were out at Tynecastle spray painting across the badge last night. That was good of you. 
there were a lot of people who accused me of that last night on Twitter. Although yeah. there was somebody by the name of John Friel says the police have ruled out you and Cameron from causing um, the the the, um, the graffiti, the outside, vandalism, the vandals yes. outside Tyne Castle because you doesn't know how to get to Tyne Castle. It would have been you'd have been seen outside Ibrox or something. Yeah, I know. I yeah, mean, that, it was a rubbish joke. I was going to say, like, you've told that joke really poorly, but I don't think it was a, a great joke to start with. I didn't think it was you because everything was actually spelt correctly, and I know that that's a problem for you. So we'll also chat about two brilliant Scotland victories as well, and we'll go through your shouts for if Scottish football were wrestling. Hearts have also lost four of the last five games. You can find us on Twitter. We're at Big Football Scott. We're on Instagram, Facebook too. Just search for the Big Scott. Scottish Football Podcast and remember Hearts have lost four of the last five matches make sure you subscribe to the Big Scottish Football Podcast wherever you listen to the show and remember Hearts have lost four of the last five matches right let's get stuck into today's episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast after of course Hearts have lost four of the last five matches so where would you like to start Ewan Cameron? First things first can you turn the volume down on this jaunty piece of music? Because this is now serious business we're talking here, right? Right, okay, serious business. Because I just want to remind you that Hearts have actually lost four of the last five matches, which is not good. If really this, not good. If this is the way that the podcast is going to go, it will be one of the shortest podcasts that we've ever recorded because I'm not going to put up with this much longer. This oh, is well, no, no, no. I, like, I deal in facts, Ian, And I, I don't know if you missed the fact that I've mentioned at the start, but Hearts have lost four of the last five matches, so... Okay, let, let's get serious for a second here. The, serious the, heads on. The natives are not happy. Yep. And rightly so. There, just, there does seem to be a lack of desire in the team. Fight. Can I just j- jump in? And this is actually a serious question that I'm going to ask here. Bear in mind that Hearts have lost for the last five matches. Um, do you think there's been some complacency within the squad... No. Because they thought that third is wrapped up. Because they were so far ahead, they looked, everyone was saying, oh, Hearts are going to finish third. Hearts are the third best team. But actually, as we've seen, they've lost four of the last five matches. And that means... I tell you right now, right? You're f***ing me off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just stating a fact. Don't say it again! No, 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 no. You're going to... See the producer today. They're going to yeah. be using that beat machine a lot if you continue with this. <laughs> right, cut it out. Let's talk seriously. I was here. actually asking a serious question. Do you think there was some complacency there? No. And I'll tell you why there isn't any complacency there because possibly when we were eight, nine points clear, you could maybe argue that the complacency was there. But in recent weeks, we went away to Motherwell. We got battered. We That's went, one defeat. Yeah. We went. We. I'm just counting. We went away to Aberdeen, and we got battered. That's that's two defeats. Yeah. We went away. Uh huh. To Kilmarnock, and we got battered. That's that's three defeats. You're, I think you're missing one if you're doing the last sorry. Yeah. Five. Celtic. Celtic. That's the other one. That's that's the four out of five. Just to clarify. So. No, I'm so, just so, so, so when, when when you go to Parkhead, you're not really expected to get anything. And if I'm I'll going give to, you that. I'll and if I'm that. going to be honest with you, I actually think that Hearts played better in the league game at Parkhead than we did in the Scottish Cup tie at Tynecastle when I thought we'd get something from the game. It hasn't been great at Hearts for a couple of months now. The restless, the restless are natives. <laughs> <laughs> the natives are restless. 
and they're upset, they are angry, there is no fight, there is no desire, there is no spirit within that squad. Every time we go away from home, particularly away from home, the team we play against want it more. That comes from the dressing room. That comes from the very top. That comes from the manager. Something is fundamentally wrong at Hearts, and I don't know what it is. Is it the manager? Now, I know that's an easy get-out clause that's the manager's fault. And I think Robbie Nielsen can take responsibility for some of the issues at Tynecastle just now, but also think the players need to take a long, hard look at themselves because they're just not putting in the fight and the desire and the spirit when you're wearing that maroon jersey. You know, you have mentioned for a few weeks now on the podcast and on the Big Saturday Football Show that you've not been happy with the formation that Robbie Nielsen don't, has been Don't you start with well. this because I know what you're going to say. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, Robbie Nielsen actually listened to you on Saturday and changed these formations. So am I right in thinking that you beat Kilmarnock on Saturday because he listened to you? Hi. I hate 3-5-2, right? And I'd been bang on about it for weeks. And yes, Robbie Will, Robbie Nielsen went to a back four. You're right, Stephen. He, he didn't. So they, they would have won then. They surely won. <laughs> I actually, because Lauren Shanklin, I know that Lauren Shanklin gave Hearts the lead, uh-huh. but th- did Hearts hold on and win on Saturday? Presumably they must have. No, Xander Z- Clark chucked in a couple of goals. Ah, right, okay. So it was nothing to do with the formation. No, there was nothing no, wrong with the formation. Nothing, nothing no, wrong with no, the formation. No. So uh, presumably Hearts played really well on Saturday then. They dominated the game, deserved to win. Just a wee bit unlucky with the goalkeeper then, yeah? Up next for Hearts... Is a, is, a, is a game at home against St Mirren who had a fantastic result at the weekend. They did. They beat Livingston 3-0. They beat 3-0. Livingston 3-0. Yeah. And they are now looking to push on and cement their place in the top six. And I'm going to say this. If Robbie Nielsen does not beat St Mirren at Tynecastle on Saturday, he has to be sacked. This is a must-win game for his job on Saturday. You look at the Hearts fans' reaction at the weekend there after that abysmal showing against Kilmarnock and let's not forget Kilmarnock were down to 10 men for over 30 minutes of that game and we never looked like scoring an equaliser against 10 men so I'm saying this right now if you think it's bad now wait until Saturday we have to beat St Mirren if we don't Robbie Nielsen will no longer be the Hearts manager because the Hearts board will not will not put up with the criticism, the pressure that's being piled on them right now. I think they'll have to take some sort of action because if we actually miss out on finishing third in the league, that's massive for us because we're expected to finish third and get European football next year, which will give us another £3 million in the kitty and we can't afford not to get there. There's the opinion of Ewan Cameron. Disregard it, if you will. Uh, Kilmarnock, though, to spin it on its head, cracking result for them. Their home form has been absolutely stunning this season. They've picked up pretty much all their points at home, and it was another win on Saturday. That means they are six points clear of Dundee United at the bottom of the table, pulls them clear of Ross County, who lost to Celtic yesterday, of course. We'll get to that in just a wee second. Uh, But Kilmarnock, are they going to stay up after a result like that or because is it still all in the mix they're still in the mix but because of their home form which is brilliant and that's why they're in the position they're in right now because they're very good on that plastic pitch they thoroughly deserved their win on Saturday they were better than Hearts they wanted it more that's yeah. despite Hearts playing your favourite formation as well we're not talking about Hearts we're talking about Kilmarnock no Mate, I'm, ju- I'm just saying it. you need, I, it's, it's you an really even more it's an even more impressive result is right. what I'm saying is you need it's to reel, even you, more impressive you need to reel it in so Kilmarnock under Derek McInnes 
at Rugby Park are Here's a good a question side. for you. Yeah. Would you take Derek McInnes as Hearts manager? Yes. And if we offered Derek McInnes a job, he would jump at the opportunity and I would take him at Tynecastle. Now, you've said previously some things about Derek McInnes with regards to the Rangers job when he was at Aberdeen as well. I think you called him a bottler, I did. You? I did call him a bottler. That's why he didn't take the Rangers job. So, but you're happy to employ a bottler at Tynecastle, just to clarify. I'm not having a good day, am I? I'm having a, I'm having a really bad day today. It's, you, know, you know what I love about this podcast more than anything? The longer it goes on, I think, oh, you know, but get wise to this, and he'll see my traps as I'm setting them up. But he never does. He walks straight into them, and it, it doesn't get any less amusing. Derek McInnes is a decent manager. He did a really good job at Aberdeen. The last couple of years wasn't particularly great at Pataudry, but I think he is a good, good manager. And I would like to see him at Tynecastle. Okay. So you're so you're retracting what you said before about him then, being a bottler and stuff. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> right, okay, no, that's that's as that's, that's clarified. That's all right. You're allowed to change your mind, June. That's okay. Uh, right, let's move on elsewhere on Saturday because the torture has gone on long enough. Yes. Uh, and don't worry, we've still got the Scotland stuff to come a little bit later on. Uh, so you mentioned St Mirren there. Great win against Livingston. A first-half blitz. David Martindale was not a happy man. He said it just went from worse to even worse in the first half and a big result for St Mirren Stephen Robinson's doing a great job there there's obviously a lot happening behind the scenes there's a lot of cutbacks as well but St Mirren as it stands are on course to finish in the top six for the first time ever since the split was introduced I love what Stephen Robinson has done he's another boy that could come into the equation for the Hearts job should Robbie Nielsen get his jotters if we don't beat St Mirren on Saturday at Tynecastle I mean it's just I mean it's exceptional what he's done I mean, everybody was talking about them as being relegated. Yeah, totally. And, and being in the bottom six. And there they are. They're fifth. I mean, does St Mirren come into the reckoning for Europe? Well, as it stands, St Mirren are four points behind Hearts. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're in the of course, if they win on Saturday, they'll go a point behind. Aberdeen, they are on 44 points. They play Kilmarnock on Saturday. Now, obviously, a great win for Kilmarnock at the weekend, but Kilmarnock have not won away from home all season. So you would expect Aberdeen to take all three points. Barry Robson has now won five out of seven matches as manager, going to be in charge until the end of the season. But to go back to St Mirren just very briefly, I don't think anyone would have had them in fifth position no. after 30 games. Not a chance. And uh, for me, he is in the running for manager of the year especially if he gets them in the top six and if they were to finish even fourth or imagine they finish third and they get Europa Conference League football next year guaranteed yeah I mean that game on Saturday Hearts versus St Mirren is huge what a chance for St Mirren and they're playing against the Hearts side who are under a lot of pressure as well and the Tyne Castle fans will be on the backs of the players and if St Mirren can hold down that first 20-25 minutes then oh that will be a powder keg of an atmosphere in terms of Livingston they drop out the top six they're a point behind Hibs I think they stay there so you've got St Mirren on 41 Hibs on 40 Livingston on 39. Obviously, there's two out of those three are going to be in the top six. I'm assuming that Aberdeen and Hearts are, are, are going to be fine, yeah, obviously. they will be. There are three matches left before the split. Livingston probably have 
the hardest set of fixtures. So Livingston are away to Motherwell on Saturday, who obviously went to Easter Road and won. Livingston are then at home to St Johnston. So, you know, that could be three points. They're then away to Dundee United, who will be scrapping for their lives. Yes. That's, their, that's their final game. So they've got two away. Split. Yeah. Two away. I think that's a tough run for them. And they've not been particularly good away from home recently. So I think that Livingston will find themselves in the bottom six. That's However, what I believe. St Mirren, they play Hearts away on Saturday, as we've mentioned. Huge game. The week after that, they take on Rangers at Ibrox. And then the week after that, they're at home to Kilmarnock. How do you see that? So if they're at home to Kilmarnock, that's the game that will secure their top six status. I think they win that game. They're already a point ahead. Is it a point ahead of Livingston just now? Uh, they are two points ahead of Livingston. Is it two points ahead of Livingston? So, yeah, if they were to even pick up a draw at Tynecastle on Saturday and then they were to beat Kilmarnock at home, then they will be fine in the top six. Hibs, so we'll get to their match at the weekend in just a wee second, but their fixtures, they play Dundee United in the lunchtime kickoff on Sunday. Then they've obviously got the Edinburgh Derby, Easter Road, and then they're away to St Johnston. Mm, that Edinburgh Derby... It's huge, isn't it? It's, it's all of us and you know, Hibs' season is really, it's in the balance because if they get in the top six, they beat Hearts in the Edinburgh Derby Easter Road. Oh, they're right back oh, in it. They're right back in it for European places. Kevin Nisbet, by the way, cracking header he scored at the weekend. Uh, Motherwell obviously scoring two goals direct from free kicks and yeah. one, from a, one, one from the penalty spot. Uh, and what a turnaround for Stuart Kettlewell. They're too far behind. They're not going to make it into the top six barring an absolute miracle. Um, so, I think so, they're... Right, so who for you then? Uh, it's two from three. Who are the two? I think Hibs beat Dundee United on Sunday. So that would put them up to 43 points with two games to go. And I think that'll probably just about be enough. Right, so do you think it's Hibs and St Mirren? I think Hearts will beat St Mirren and then I think Rangers will beat St Mirren and then it might all come down to the last day where St Mirren play Kilmarnock and Hibs are at St Johnston and Livingston are away to Dundee United. I still think Livingston are in with a shout. I think Livingston are right. in with a shout. We know that. There's three teams in the right now. Give me the two that are going to be in the top six with Aberdeen H- and Hearts. Hibs and Livingston. I take back what I said earlier on. Livingston don't have the hardest run in. St Mirren have got the hardest run in. So I think Livingston will just pip St Mirren. And I think Hibs, they'll beat, Dun- they'll beat Dundee United on Sunday, I think. And So Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. So St Mirren are two points clear of Livingston right now. Even yep. if they lose against Hearts and Rangers and they beat Kilmarnock, that's five points of a gap. So you're expecting Livingston to win two of their last three games. I think Livingston are capable of going to Motherwell and winning. I think I think they'll beat St Johnston at home because St Johnston don't have anything to play for. And then they play Dundee United. No. Now, I know Dundee United are going to be scrapping, but I think Livingston can win two of their last three games and get in at the top six. So I think that they'll win one of their last three games, definitely for St Mirren. That makes them five points clear of Livingston and you're expecting them to beat St Johnston and possibly Motherwell away. 
Yeah. Here you're having a laugh. It's not happening. Yeah, it's, that's just not happening. I think St Mirren, they just need to win one game out of their last three to book their place in the top six. And that could become Marnik on the final yes. day. So, so, so it'll go like, down I, to the last day. I think it'll go down to the last day. I, I really do think it will be. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, it's excitement. Uh, that's I actually quite like the split for this reason because Same. I think that it uh, adds a wee bit something, a wee bit drama towards the end of the season. And of course... I think almost regardless of what happens, there's going to be a fight on for Europe because, you know, Hearts, I, I don't know if I've mentioned, have lost for it the last five games. So, Hibs, if they can get themselves back on track. By the way, Hibs have lost the last three games as well. And um, St Mirren are on a really good run. Aberdeen, let's turn to them. A win against St Johnston on Saturday. We'll get to the VAR decision in just a wee second. We'll do VAR, WTF. But... In terms of the win for Barry Robson, just about getting the win, getting the three points, and it puts them right up behind Hearts. St. Johnson deserves something out of that game. I thought they were superb. They created chances despite being down to 10 men very early on in that game. I think the St. Johnson goalkeeper should have a wee look at himself about the goal that he conceded. Definitely, yeah. And then Kelly Roos, the Aberdeen goalkeeper, makes a wonder save in the final seconds of injury time to win the game 1-0 have you seen the save I mean just yes. under the crossbar yeah. it's yeah, a yeah. brilliant header the cross comes in headers with 8 yards out top corner I have no idea where Kelly Roos gets that spring from but he flies across the goal makes a tremendous save it was such a good save he celebrated like he just scored a goal it was that good a save so that was key for Aberdeen in their race to finish third ahead of Hearts I don't think Aberdeen were particularly good at the weekend there it would have been interesting had Aberdeen not had the advantage of playing against 10 players how they would have uh, coped against St Johnston I think St Johnston with a full complement on the pitch gets something from it so all the luck is with Aberdeen just now but they've earned that luck because they've been playing well recently yeah, they have. In terms of St Johnston, they're eight points clear of Ross County, who are in second bottom. They're ten points clear of Dundee United. Now, we know things can change after the split because everyone's playing each other and every game's pretty much a big game. And we've seen teams go down who have had healthy leads yeah. before. Um, I don't think St Johnston are in that category because I think their, their squad's good enough. I think Callum Davidson's good enough. They'll be safe. They'll be fine. Um, will they be the best of the rest? No, I don't think they will because I think either one of Livingston or Hibs or St Mirren, whoever they'll whoever be the best that, of the rest. Yeah, they'll be they'll be the best of the rest. But St Johnston, they I think they'll just be happy. I, I mean, they won't be delighted. It's not been a great season, but it's been better than last season. Yes. So, and if you um, if you think back to the start they had this year. They'll be delighted just to be away from that relegation battle because for long spells at the start of the campaign, you thought that they were going to be in trouble. Again, Callum Davidson might have lost his job, but they haven't. They've kicked on. They've done all right. Yeah, they've kept their place in the league and that would have been the goal to start the season. A routine victory for Rangers on Saturday. Easy. Yet another victory. 2-0 against Dundee United. Uh, a cracking first goal in particular by Tillman. And uh, Michael Beale really positive after the match about keeping Tillman. That would be a huge signing I, for I, next season. I read somewhere... Um, Producer Dan, I don't know if you could Google this for me, mate, but can you find out about Tillman? I'm pretty sure that I read that Rangers will take up the option to spend £5 million yeah, to Bayern Munich. £5 million release clause in his, uh, but in there's his someone, contract. Someone was saying the other day there that Rangers have already said to Bayern Munich they will take up that option. So yeah. it looks as though Tillman will be a Rangers player this summer 
um, having taken up the option to spend the £5 million. And I think he's a cracking player. Um, great potential. Can, can well for the first goal oh. as well. Lovely ball through. But, yeah. we, you know, we were in the studio on Saturday and uh, we saw a clip of it coming through and we were like, yeah, it's a great ball through. But Till, Tillman makes it with his anticipation as well. Yeah, and it's a really good finish. The, the, the guy is a really good player. But the, my frustrations with him is that you don't know what you're going to get with him. He's, he's yeah. very hot and cold. There's never an in-between with Malik Tillman. And when he's on it, what a player he is. Yeah, he's still young. He's still learning his trade. So I think he's got a big future. And if Rangers can secure him for the £5 million from Bayern Munich, that'll be a fantastic signing for them. But see, for me... Cantwell is their key if they're going to get anything in the old firm game next weekend or this weekend I should say then Cantwell will be the key to that he's such an intelligent footballer he um, he's at the heart of everything and I think his intelligence and Tillman working with him I think Rangers have got a fantastic opportunity with those two to cause Celtic problems at the weekend Dundee United big big problems there still no wins for Jim Goodwin as Dundee United manager their running uh, doesn't look great particularly obviously they've got Hibs on Saturday who are in the top six they've got Motherwell who are on a great run and then they've got Livingston who'll be battling for the top six so it's three difficult games that they've got they need at least seven points I mean seven points just now would put them up above Kilmarnock um, depending on, on Kilmarnock's results depending on Kilmarnock's results I think, obviously, it's between Ross County and Dundee United, I think. I think Kilmarnock are going to be fine due to their home form. Um, but Dundee United are just a bit of a mess at the moment. But don't, don't, but don't you think in these final three games they'll need at least six, seven points? No, because when it gets to the split, if they can pick up a win, if they can get to within Touching win, distance. Touching distance. As I said, once it gets to the split, then everyone's playing each other. And you're either playing a team who is in the same boat as you, like Ross County or Kilmarnock, or you're playing a team like a Livingston or a St Mirren or a Hibs who have nothing to play for. So that gives that that has its advantages as well. So I'm, um, I'm going to say this right now: whoever finishes second bottom in the Premiership, they will not be beaten by anybody in the Championship in the playoffs. I agree. I agree. I think that the Championship's uh, pretty poor this season, uh, but I do think as it stands. I think Ross County probably have a little bit more than Dundee United. And I, if I was to call it right now, I would say Dundee United are heading for the championship. I thought Ross County were pretty good against uh, Celtic yesterday. Played pretty well. And obviously, um, again, we'll get to the VR in just yeah. a wee second, all that stuff. Uh, but two injury time goals, a really tight first half. Um, uh, Celtic did have chances in the second half, obviously. Um, I thought, was, I thought, come on, uh, sorry, I thought Ross County were very brave in matching Celtic man for man. Not many teams have done that this season. They decided to give it a go. Again, it's a bit like a free hit against Celtic, who are a crack inside, best football inside in Scotland. And I thought for long spells in that game, I thought Ross County did really well. Um, Ross Cel County play St Johnston next week. Then they play Aberdeen at home on the Friday night. That's live on TV. And then their final game is against Hearts at Tyne Castle. So again... Uh, they'll, be, the, they'll be looking at two games before Hearts. They'll be looking at those two games before Hearts. If they could pick up four points in those two games before they get to Tyne Castle, what a great position that puts them in ahead of the split. I am like you. I think Ross County have got enough in their armoury to, to to avoid relegation and possibly fall into the playoffs. So let's talk just now about the big game next week, which is obviously Celtic versus Rangers. What a game! Celtic remain nine points in front. Their form since the return of the World Cup has been absolutely exceptional, but so has Rangers. Um, they have 
racked up the same amount of points. They've only dropped points against each other. They've won the rest of the games. Uh, one thing, Ange Postacoglu has yet to lose at Celtic Park in the league. Um, I don't think it's going to be on Saturday. Um, but if Rangers have any chance of winning the title, there's still two games to go, obviously, between the pair. Um, they have to... It's a must, 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 must win for Rangers. Must, must win. OK, I'm going to say something here and now. Rangers will beat Celtic at Parkhead on Saturday. I think that Rangers are closer than some people think to Celtic, and I think they proved that at Ibrox when they drew 2-2. Rangers deserve to win that game. I think Rangers have got better since they played Celtic just after the new year. And I think with Malik, Malik Tillman being on form, I think Cantwell has got himself into a bit of a run. Raskin should be back as well. I think that Rangers will beat Celtic on Saturday. And then I think Celtic will get a wee bit nervous because then they've got to go to Ibrox in the split. And before you know it, you're down to three points. Put it this way. All the pressure is on Rangers, right? This coming Saturday. They know if they don't win the game, the league's gone. And for that reason, I think Rangers win it. They know this is their last chance. And I think they'll come out all guns blazing. And I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for Rangers at Parkhead. Uh, do you not feel that, obviously, all the pressure is on Rangers? You've already said that, but... They've got nothing to lose. They've got to go for it. Okay, well... Dan, on, your, on, on, your, on your head, right, be it. See, Dan, producer Dan's here, right? He's a Celtic fan. And he's just... I can see him in the corner of my eye. He's laughing at me. He's <laughs> laughing at me. Well, I'm telling you this right now, Dan McGowan, who thinks that Celtic are going to win the league comfortably and possibly going and win the treble. I'll tell you another thing. Celtic will not win the treble this year. They'll probably win the league. I'll give you that, but I don't think they'll win the Scottish Cup. I think Rangers beat them in the semi-final as well. Okay. Well, listen, that's your opinion. You're entitled to it. And, uh, and, and, and then you know what happens now. Oh, Ewan's showing his true colours again, eh? I always thought he was a Rangers fan and he's just proved it again by saying that Rangers are going to beat Celtic in the Scottish Cup and then he's going to uh, beat us in the league as well. Yeah, that, that is exactly what will happen. Yeah, I, I know that's what will happen. I can see the tweets coming in already. So, <laughs> so do I. It's, uh... <laughs> do you not give Rangers a chance on Saturday? Eh, I don't think they're going to win. I don't. I genuinely don't think they're going to win. I think Celtic are, you said that a wee bit earlier on, they're the best footballing team in Scotland by a distance. And yeah, they, they weren't particularly on fire yesterday, um, but Rangers haven't been particularly on fire for the past few weeks. I know they played probably their best game at Ibrox under Beal on Saturday. They played really well. But I think um, at home, as I mentioned, Ange Postacoglu is yet to lose a domestic game at home. And I don't see that changing on Saturday. I, I I don't know whether Celtic will win, but I think they'll. I don't think they'll get beat, and that means that the title will be over come half past two. So if Rangers do cause a shock, as I yep. expect them to, and it drop. What, see, did you hear that giggle in the background? <laughs> did you hear that? Yes. Right, right. And it goes to six points, and there's an old firm game to come at Ibrox. Is the league title race back on? If Rangers win on Saturday. Uh, yes and no. Um, evidence would suggest that, uh, well, I mean, in normal circumstances, yes. But Rangers and Celtic are battering everyone else. Right, can I take you back to when uh, um, Alex McLeish was up against Martin O'Neill on Helicopter Sunday? There were five points clear going into the games after the split. And what happened? 
even if Celtic lose on Saturday, even if they lose at Ibrox, I would still anticipate Celtic winning the rest of their games, just as I would expect Rangers to win the rest of their games. That also means that even if that does happen, Rangers still need to not drop any points anywhere else and they still need Celtic to drop points elsewhere as well. Correct. So I think it's a very, very tall order. Yes, of course, on Saturday, it, they would, it would increase their chances, but I, I can't see it. I can't see it. I think, Celtic will, I think Celtic won't get beat on Saturday, OK? You will find out on Saturday that yours truly has been, is correct and that the Celtic fans will be offering me apologies... I don't because think so. yeah, I, I, I'm telling you right now. Right. Oh, I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll Rangers see what happens. two, Celtic one at Parkhead. Okay, right. We'll move on to the championship. We'll spin through some of the results there. Big win for our Broths on Friday night against Air United. They are now five points clear of the relegation zone. Air United, their chances of the title have pretty much gone. What are you doing? I've dropped. Caps. Why are you making so many noises? I just dropped my hubcaps from my car. Why are you taking your hubcaps off your car? Hold on, I've just dropped one on the floor. Why have there? you even got hubcaps off your car? Um, because I took them off. Why are you taking the hubcaps off your car? Look. See. No, 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 I, I believe you. I believe you, but why Why have you done that? Because I, I put air in the car and I forgot to put the hubcaps back on. Right. And, and I just dropped and, them. And you thought, whilst I was telling you about our Bruce Brown result against Air United, it was the time to no, no, put I, your I, hubcaps back on. I felt something jiggling in my pocket and I wondered what it was and I pulled cool. out my pocket and then he just fell like that. Cove Rangers nil, Partick Thistle 5 on Saturday. Uh, Cove are just absolutely diabolical at the moment. They're going to get relegated. Put your hubcaps down. In my pocket. Yeah, they're getting relegated. Move on. Uh, Dundee 7 Hamilton 0 Oh what a result that was by the way Huge It was yeah. Brilliant result Yeah I want Dundee to win the league So I don't want Queen's Park in the Premier League So come on Dundee Queen's Park lost on Saturday 2-0 to Wraith Rovers Amazing uh, But they're still a point ahead of Dundee But Dundee do have a game in hand Come and on Dundee Elsewhere it's Morton 1 Inverness 2 So a late winner from David Carson there And we always spend a wee bit of time Talking about Morton Because we have that Morton fan That uh, messages you all the time Yes so. he's, Paul, he's, What would you like to say about Morton this week? Um, uh, George Bowie supports them uh, yes, uh, you, I mean Morton are five points off the playoffs, but they do That's have a gone. game in hand. That's gone. Got a game in hand. Though. They're not getting in the playoffs, even with six games to go. Their season's over. Okay, right. Well, sorry, after that Morton. defeat sorry, at Morton home fan. to Inverness, their season's over. Okay, right. We'll move on into League One then. It yep. finished Aloha nil, Airdrie one. So Airdrie up to third. They're only four points behind Falkirk now. Uh, and that's because they drew against Clyde on Saturday. Clyde are marooned in ninth. It's between them and Peterhead for going down into League Two. There's only four points between them. Peterhead lost 2 1 to Marvin Bartley's Queen of the South on Saturday. It was Connolly with the winner. Oh, oh, and now sorry. you're playing. No, no, no. Somebody's phoning me. It's Knight Rider. Who's phoning you? That's my that's my theme tune for my phone. Aye, well... So I've just turned it off. Right, cool. It was Marvin um, Bartley. Was it Marvin Bartley? Yeah. It wasn't, though. Was I should it? have answered, eh? We were literally just talking about Queen of the South. Oh, was I? Yeah. Was it actually Marvin Bartley? It was Marvin Bartley. Phone him back. Why is it not appearing? Right, go on. Keep going, Stephen. I'll find this. Okay, FC Edinburgh won, Montrose won. Uh, so FC Edinburgh drop out of the playoffs. Doesn't look like they're going to make it there. And it was uh, Dunfermline, no, Kelly Hearts nil on Saturday. Dunfermline uh, are just a 
one and a bit wins away from the title. They play Falkirk next Saturday. Had had Dunfermline won on Saturday, they could have won the title at Falkirk next Saturday, but unfortunately that can't happen now. I don't think it was Marvin, because now it's saying at the top of my recent contacts, it was um, a girl called Nicola. A girl called Nicola, right. We're we're not going to phone them back. It might have been important. Right, well, I mean, you can you can. That's all right. Okay. Uh, in League 2 Bonnie Rig Rose 1 Stranraer 0 uh, Dumbarton 1 Stenny 2 that's a big result at the top of the table and obviously big for Bonnie Rig at the bottom of the table was their win as well so that, they move off the bottom Albion Rovers remain bottom of the league on 30 points Elgin City on 33 Bonnie Rig Rose on 34 and you've got East Fife who lost 1-0 at home to Annan Stirling Albion 3-0 winners at Elgin City so they're 5 points clear at the top of the table and they've got a game in hand over Dumbarton so they are going to win the title Darren Young with a tremendous record in League 2 Two, he's had promotions with East Fife, with Albion Rovers, and it looks like we're still in Albion as well. And finally, fourth for Athletic two, Albion Rovers one rounds off all the results in League Two for this week. You are listening to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. It is time for this. La gente está muy loca. What the fuck? Okay. Let's spin through, stop clapping, Ewan. Let's spin through the VAR big talking points from the weekend. Um, we will start. I mean, where, where do you want to start, Ewan? What's the one that sort of jumps out for you? Let's start with, oh, there's a few howlers at the weekend. Let's start with the Aberdeen one because we mentioned it earlier on. So it was Andy Constantine getting sent off uh, for a foul. Yeah. Initially, it was given as a penalty, I think. And yes. then it was given as a free kick outside the box and Andy Constantine was sent off. Thoughts on that? On first showing, I thought Miofsky makes a meal of it. He takes advantage of what he feels is a little touch in his back. But then when you slow it down, it does appear as though Considine has also clipped him. But was it enough for him to go down the way that he did? It was quite theatrical. I'm not so sure that it's a red card personally. He's Surely never... it's denying a goal scoring opportunity. How was it? But he wasn't getting the ball. The ball was, was right flying the ball was flying out for a goal kick. He wasn't getting there. And I think the referee's going to take that into consideration. So Miofsky, going... Miofsky's never getting there. That is not a red card. Okay, dokie. We will move on. Let's go to Kilmarnock versus Hearts. The penalty that Xander Clark gives away. Spilled the shot initially. Brought down Vassell. There was a lengthy VAR check. There was a stick on. I don't know why there was a VAR check. Okay, dokie. We'll move on then. Rory McKenzie awarded a red card for a, ta- for a tackle. VAR confirmed that one. I agreed with Neil McCann on sports scene. It's his momentum. He does yep. clear the ball. He does get the ball first, but his momentum um, takes him through to the Hearts player. It's quite high. Hits the player on the, the knee. I think it is a red card. It's very similar to the Edwards challenge for Dundee United against Hearts. Remember that one, Stephen? At yes. Tynecastle, when yep. Dundee United were excellent on the day and Hearts beat them 3 2, I think it was. So, yeah, I think it's very similar to that. So, it's a red card. Okay, uh, Hibbs versus Motherwell. David Marshall trips Blair Spittle. Penalty awarded and confirmed by VAR. Was it a penalty? You didn't need VAR for that. Even David Marshall knew it was a penalty. He walked away as soon as he made the challenge. He knew it was a penalty. Rangers versus Dundee United. Tillman goes down. Don Robertson listens to the advice from VAR. Rangers are awarded a free kick, although it could have been a dive. It was a dive. Tillman so, dives at the goalkeeper who dives. Is it Brigitte, uh, Berigiti? Berigiti, yep. Yep. Um, and uh, Tillman tries to engineer contact and it doesn't quite materialise, so it's not a penalty. Okay, that's fine. Also, VR checks for handball and the penalty after the Cholak header. Play on, no penalty. What do you think of that one? 
I actually thought they might have had a case there. It's no different for the penalty that was given to Celtic against Ross County. So I think that could have been a penalty because so, he's, 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 his header is going towards goal. The arm is up and it stops it from going forward. So I think it could have been a penalty. Uh, St Mirren versus Livingston. So it was only after about 15 seconds or something. It's three, a penalty. Minu- it's a penalty. three minutes past, John John Beaton did award the penalty eventually. So yes, it's penalty. 100%. For that one. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Main, uh, flick on, hits Holt and Beaton awards a penalty for handball after going to the screen. Yeah, Holt was playing basketball. He forgot he was on a football pitch. It was a definite penalty. And a Curtis main goal ruled offside by Douglas Ross, of all people. VR checked and sided with the assistant referee. Yeah. No goal. No goals, correct decision. Okay, there was also a VR check for a push on Penrice in the box. No penalty given. Not, no penalty for me. And uh, the penalty for the foul on Stephen Kelly, uh, Stephen Kelly. No penalty given. Again, no penalty for me. And Penrice is a pal of mine and he took a wee dive there. Okay, and the final one obviously was yesterday. Ross County versus Celtic. Uh, Alex Jacoviti handles in the box just before half time. Does it come off Carter Vickers? Shot obviously scored from the resultant penalty. This is a big one for the weekend because it's a turning point in the game. Ross County are in it. Ross County are playing well. Celtic are struggling. They're not at their best. And then just before half-time, they get awarded a penalty. Now, on first showing, it looks like Cameron Carter-Vickers gets there with his shoulder. But when you see it on the replay and slow down, it clearly hits the player's forearm. The player himself admits that it touches his arm. Malky Mackay, the Ross County manager, admits that it hits the defender's arm. But what I agree with is that this rule is a nonsense. Now, we've been saying it all season, Stephen. You and I have been on the same page with this. Shut up! No, 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 wait, wait. No, wait, no, wait, wait, no, wait. no, no. let no. me explain. You dare jump no. in here. I'm going to get no. pissed off. Wait. No, been, no, don't th- start with right, this. Right, right. We have been opposite side. I've been saying all season this rule is an absolute nonsense. No, no, You'd be I, like, well, if you check the IFAB rules, mate, mate, if you check the rules, mate, mate, against it, it's the rules, mate. You're not letting you can't me clarify, complain, mate, you're mate. Not, let, let me clarify my point. Uh, you, you, that is the rule. So the right to give the penalty, 100% that's a penalty, right? But mm-hmm. I hate the handball rule as it stands right now. But I've been saying this all season. I know you have, but you have to go with what the rules are at the moment. And I want them to change those rules in the summer. Don't change them now, because you can't. But seeing the summer, they need to look at that. No, no, they have they have changed it. You, you came out strongly after the World Cup and said that they've changed the handball rule. No, they've been, the same rules more or less been in place since the start of the season. And, uh, so, so, so wait a now. Have they changed the rules? Have they not? Or are they more? Have they more or less changed the rules? No, they've just they've been the same, uh, Stephen. Okay. Uh, uh, so they're the same rules, but Stephen, they're implementing them. Stephen, they're implementing Stephen, them differently. Listen to what I'm telling you. Whenever we've had this argument, I have always referred to the IFAB rules, right? Because that's yeah. all we can play with. IFAB rules. But mate. the IFAB rules are wrong, right? The, the, I said this. The laws. And I the, literally said this so law, many times, and the, you're like. The law, the meat, meat, meat. That's all I've been getting from you. Yeah. Meat, meat, meat. Trying to explain to you the law of the game right now when it comes to a penalty being awarded. I get is, that. Right. I totally get that. But and so I th- all I, I've and done is defended the law as it stands. But the law. But now is, you're not defending the law. You're you're wanting no. the law changed. The penalty was right. I get that. Yeah, I think it was, it was the right yeah. decision. Yeah, I know. And that's all I've ever said. They've got the decision right based on the IFAB rules. Mate, mate. All right. 
Listen to what I'm telling so, so, you. So, so, so uh, just to clarify, are you still defending the rules or you yes, want them changed? I'm defending the rules because that's what the rules are at the moment. But you want them changed? But I want them changed in a summer. So you're not defending the rules? <sighs> not, not, not. I'm defending them now. Yeah. Because that, but, when, but when they change, you're the, not defending them under anymore. Under the current laws of the game. Okay. That penalty awarded to Celtic at Ross County is a penalty. But I don't want that penalty to be given next season. So, to move on, there were 12 contentious VR decisions that we have picked out. There were maybe more. But 12 sort of biggish ones. How many do you think VR got right according to you this week? And this will depend whether VR's had a good weekend or not. I think they only got one possibly wrong, which was... Uh, the Cholak header that hits the Motherwell sorry not, uh, the Dundee United defender's hand the other one was obviously St Johnson Aberdeen you thought that might not have been a red card I can see why they've given the red card so, but, but I, I, need a, I need a decision right or wrong because they I, need to make a know, decision they what? need to make but a decision see, see if I'm the referee I'm not giving the red card there ok right fine so a wrong decision so from t- VR so I th- I'd probably say 10 out of 12 were right ok Okay, that's fine. No, well, it's it's actually 9 out of 11. So, 9 out of 11. So, is that a good weekend for VR? It's a brilliant weekend for VR because they got more right than they got wrong. So, yeah, it's a good weekend for them. Okay, okay. While we've actually got you here, uh, let's move on to something else that happened in the last week. Just very quickly, we need to talk about how brilliant Scotland were against Spain the other night and two wins from two at the start of European qualifying. You can't really ask for much more than that, you and Cameron. No, you can. And I predicted last week on the big uh, Scottish football podcast that I thought we'd get something from the game. And I was even more confident we could actually win the game after watching Spain versus Norway. I said that. You can hear that in the podcast last week. My issue with Steve Clark was his formation and he proved me wrong because he went with a 3-5-2 again and it worked brilliantly against Spain and we've got a fantastic result and I'll tell you another thing right do you know what really peeved me off how disrespectful were Spain who thought they could just turn up put anybody on the pitch and expect to get the three points they made eight changes from the game against Norway they basically dropped their star players Carvajal Nacho Xavi Morata all of them were dropped they put in the young team and they got sent home to think again get it right up yous I thought Scotland were absolutely superb. They were. And if you've got a chance, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, episode 35, just go back and listen to it and just admire how right I was about everything and about how wrong you and Cameron were. Do you know what? See on this podcast... About absolutely everything. Do you know what's coming through loud and clear on this podcast? What? It's just how full of yourself you are. I don't think so. No, you're just... I mean, all, throughout the podcast, me, 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 I got it right. I've said that. I said that about Vaughn. I said that about Hearts. I said that about Aberdeen. I said it's that... It's just... It, the, the thing is, I, I'm, I don't think of myself like that at all. It's just that you're so fundamentally wrong on so many <laughs> things that it makes it easy for me to look right. And last week's episode was stunning. It was like I'd seen the game before. Here's a thing. Mm-hmm. Our next game in the Euro qualifiers is in Oslo against Norway. If we win that game... We're qualifying for the Euros. It's done. Three games in, it's done already. Yep, and, and particularly if we follow up with a win against Georgia. Oh, no, forget as well. that. Just beat Norway away. We're done. Yeah, and we're, 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 we're qualified. Oh, from Norway's point of view, obviously they they've only got one point so I, far. 
we've got six. If we beat them, you're totally right. I think it's all over. But then we've got three away games in a row after the summer's out of the way. So I'd like to get it wrapped up before the summer and then we can all start booking our hotels for Germany 2024. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Right, let's move on to something completely different. We've been asking you all week for your best shouts for if Scottish football were wrestling. Who, I, who on this show likes wrestling? Uh, well, it was WrestleMania at the weekend, so it was it was themed. It was topical. Producer okay. Dan, go to the microphone. He's going to hate this. He hates speaking on the mic. Producer Dan. Hello. Are you a wrestling fan? No. Good. Love you, my man. Bye. Stephen Mill, are you a wrestling fan? Uh, no, I wouldn't go that far. Gary Spence, a massive wrestling Ga- fan. Isn't Gary he? Spence, producer John, who we've had on the past couple of yeah. weeks, is also a big wrestling fan. Um, but we'll see how many of these you get, you and Cameron. Oh, I don't like wrestling. Here's Ricky Spence, the big boss Van Dyke. The what? Big boss man. Nah. Keep going. Joe who, who? Heart. Joe Heartbreak Kid. Joe Heartbreak Kid. Oh, that's a boy from back in the day. Yeah. Did he not have long hair? Is that yeah. not Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels. See, listen, <laughs> listen to you. Listen to you, you're a wrestling buff. Uh, Michael Montagnani says, Stephen Bell in a cell. Stephen he- Bell in a cell. Hell in a cell. Hell in a, a cell. Th- yep. What's that? It's a type of match. Hell in a cell. But that's not a wrestler. It's re- but it was a Scottish football wrestling. So it's all things connected to wrestling? Yeah. And so that something- includes wrestlers. Okay. Ryan Jackdown. Move on. Uh, WW Keesun Young <laughs> <laughs> and Mick Beale Foley. Was Foley. Foley was Foley the guy who was like long curly hair and quite chubby? Yes. Did yes, he wear he a patch? Uh, I he just I. He, Did he wear well, a patch? I've got. He, for he, some, I can see him wearing a patch. He lived in a boiler room. Uh, is what Mick Foley Mankind was his name uh, in the wrestling okay. but his real name is Mick Foley okay John Boy uh, Natural Man Randy Savage who Natural Man Randy Savage yeah. so there you go uh, Darren Hodgson says yes sir I I can boogie man Airdrie <laughs> uh, the Giant Andre the Giant yes uh, the Pink Flamingo says Aberdeen Ambrose who's a wrestler uh, Robbie Devlin Leon King of the Ring nah Leon the King Lawler. Nah. I mean, not not sort of great thinking there from Robbie. He's not really diverted from nah. the initial Leon King. Leon King, yeah. Uh, Jerry D says Big Daddo, Purso. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah, Big Big Daddy. Daddy. Who, who was his arch nemesis in the day? Uh, oh, I've got no idea. You, you, um, see, you see them in a field. Scarecrow. <laughs> Pig. Horse. Cow. Uh, no, sheep, no. The sheep man, no. Um, it's not an animal. Flowers, no. You, you roll them up. Corn, you roll them up. Giant haystacks. Yes. There we go. We got there eventually. <laughs> A scarecrow. Uh, Sean P says Brian Gundertaker, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is quite good. Uh, Graham McLean says Tony Andrew the Giant. Uh, uh-huh. Not bad. Uh, Nikki Breslin says Ray Mysterio Hatati. Is Mysterio a wrestler? Ray Mysterio, his name is Ray Mysterio. I thought Mysterio was a character in South Park. Uh, Mysterion, uh, that's who Butters plays in one of the in some of the episodes. Yes, Mysterion. Okay. Uh, Hacksaw Banovich, Jim Hacksaw Banovich. He was ah, actually in Aberdeen a couple of weeks ago. He was. Uh, George Burns says Paul Bearer. Who? Paul Bearer. No? Paul Bearer. Oh, uh, the Undertaker. The Big Show and Coil. 
<laughs> on the big show. Yeah. Uh, Alex Ray Mysterio, which is good. Uh, Rikishi Anya from Ross Brewer. Uh, hello to George Burns and Tony Malone, by the way. Uh, Ryan Dunbar, the great Callie McCoist. Great Callie, big Indian wrestler. Mm-hmm. No? Um, Ross Cole says, Martin Hardy Boys. The Hardy, Hardy Boys. Bo- yes. Uh, Stephen Mill, a different one. There is another one out there. Giant Johnny Haystacks. Johnny Haystacks. No. No. Uh, Billy H says, if you smell what the rock is Reagan Charles cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and said, with all the charisma of the rock himself there as well. If James you Fif- smell what the rock is Reagan Charles cooking. Not bad. James 55 says, Henning Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg. Uh, Craig B says, Connor Goldust. That's not bad, actually. Yeah. Uh, Alan Daly says, Randy Morton. Randy Morton. Yeah, that's there. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, since Celtic signed him on a pre-contract and he's six foot four, I'm going with Craig Gordon as he's the big Bosman. <laughs> big Bosman. Aye, and uh, Paul Kelly, uh, who's actually a newsreader here at the radio station, uh, he says, Rick Flairgeonians. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not bad. So what are you going for? What's your winner there? Let's go with Paul Kelly, who works well done, here in the news Paul department. Kelly. And uh, a special mention, I think, for Brian Gundertaker from Sean P as well. I did enjoy that one. Right, next week, we want your shouts and suggestions for if Scottish football were a board game. Okay? A board game. If Scottish football were a board game. Examples include the following. Sean Buckarooney. Buckaroo loved that. You could have Cludo Moravchik. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. And my personal favourite, and producer Dan takes all the credit for this, Dolly Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. So, if you think you can do just as good as that, you can get in touch at Big Football Scott, and uh, you can look out for the post as well. But get them in, and we can get a wee head start on that one as well. So, uh, that's just about it for the show. You and Cameron, thanks so much for uh, getting up. And I know it's been a bit... It's been a big day for you as well because Greatest Hits Radio's launched and all the rest. Yeah, of it, no, so. but I, I feel like I've been sort of like being kind of like picked on the day. To be honest with you, I feel like yeah. you've put me through it the day, mate. I well, no, I didn't. I didn't put you through it. You put it through yourself by yeah. just saying stupid things. And Robbie, so that's your fault. And Robbie Nielsen's made me really upset. Yeah, he has, he has. But anyway, we will go and we will come back next week. So thank you for listening to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill. He's Ewan Cameron. Huge thank you to all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use so you don't miss a podcast. You can rate us as well. Give us a big, fat, juicy five stars and keep an eye on our socials for a Scottish football or a board game. Get your tweets in and we'll be back next week at the usual time with another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Remember... Hearts have lost four at the last five games. Bye-bye. Oh.